When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered, the podcast made by the athlete for the fans. Now here are your hosts, Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom. Well, hello, hello again, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of Athletes Unfiltered. We are officially halfway through season two. This is episode five. As always, I am one of your hosts, Jeff Ekstrom, and alongside with me is Adrian Martinez. Adrian, how's it going? Halfway through season five or season yeah, two? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, going good. You know, we just finished up spring ball. Um, so feel good about that. Feel good about where things are headed that way. Uh, and uh, excited for our guest today. Yeah, that guest is Stanley Morgan, former Nebraska wide receiver and current Cincinnati Bengal. Uh, he's fun. Uh, Stanley's fun. Had a lot of cool stories in his experience in the NFL because he he has uh, the privilege a little bit of playing with such a really good team, and he's a part of that as well. Yeah, you know, and what's really cool for him is he has had a journey to get to this point. He, um, you know, obviously I, I played with him for one year in Nebraska, and he was arguably – you know, the best receiver that I got the chance to play with um, a guy who really went up and got the ball. And I feel like he proved himself in college. And despite that, he went undrafted. And again, despite being undrafted, he found a way to make a roster. And then after that, even get a contract extension after this, this last season. Um, So he's grinded to get where he's at. Um, I know he's from new Orleans and he's, he's proud to be where he's at now. So Pump for you guys to hear from him. And, uh, you know, he's a Husker legend. A well-rewarded contract extension. He was with the organization a couple of not-so-great years and helps him turn it around into what would be a runner-up performance playing in the Super Bowl this last season. Great stuff from Stanley. You'll hear from him in just a little bit. But first, uh, Adrian, talk about a little bit about uh, spring football. I mean, little different. Uh, than what Nebraska uh, was or is in doing stuff for spring football. But, I mean, you're back to throwing again, and things are going well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, You know, we didn't have a spring game. We had a a scrimmage, and it was a closed practice, which, honestly, for me, that was okay. You know, I I was just happy to be out there playing again. You know, I don't think there's a place – in the country that replicates exactly what Nebraska does as far as the spring game. Um, and it was kind of great to see from afar, a great experience to, to watch my buddies go through. And um, some of those look like a lot of fun. Uh, in the meantime, I was in 
I think I was going through my first practice, you know, finally able to actually participate in everything. Uh, and I feel great. You know, it's, it's good to be back doing what I love to do. And, um, you know, it's still a process, you know, there's still some of those growing pains that come from getting back from a surgery, but all in all, I feel great about where I'm at and, uh, the offense, the team, um, we're really coming along well. No, I mean, I think probably at this point, a few months in, this is probably where you're starting to settle in, uh, to everything, uh, K-State. Would you say you feel that way? Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a, there's a stretch where the guys are getting to know me and I'm getting to know them. And, uh, I feel like we've gotten over that hump and I'm just one of the guys who's in it for the long run. So, um, definitely feel good about that as well. And, and just the amount of work we've already put in together and, and that relationship, those relationships, uh, will continue to grow. Good. Awesome. Great to hear that. And, Adrian, aside from spring football, we also have the NBA playoffs that just began this past weekend with the playing games and now officially into the postseason. And I don't know if I know exactly what your team is in the NBA. Hmm. Well, my team is LeBron James. Nice. Okay. I am a LeBron James guy. So if he were to decide to go play for, I don't even know, um, Portland, I'd be a Portland Trailblazers fan. You know, I have to own up to what I am. That's what I am. No, I am the exact same way. Some people don't like it. And I'm like, I don't care. I like LeBron. Yeah. I guess <laughs> That's our generation. It's our generation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, we did have some entertaining playoff games the other day. Celtics one by one. The Bucks took a one from the Bucks. Suns are up 1-0. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it and like predictions for this postseason. Uh, hmm. Who do you got, Adrian? Yeah, well, I really think this could be the year that the Suns take that next step. You know, last year they reached the finals. Um, it was a COVID year, right? Or was it not? It was uh, I, I, sort of a COVID year. Not really, I guess. The year before was COVID year with, with the Lakers. Um, but either way, they reached the finals, lost to the Bucks and, and Giannis. Um, I think this could be the year for them. They look even better than they did the year before. Um, Devin Booker's coming along and, and Chris Paul, I think, can finally get over the hump. Uh, from the East, it looks pretty open to me. You know, I, I kind of have, I'm kind of a little invested in the Sixers, and I hope James Harden and Joel Embiid can, uh, can make it happen. I think that'd be a pretty entertaining final. And the Nets are still a wild card. I know they lost game one to Boston. There's a lot of, a lot of people out there rooting for the Celtics to get over the hump themselves. Um, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. You know, the Nets win operating the way they can, and maybe Ben Sim uh, Simmons comes back. Um, you don't know. You know, we don't know how it'll shape up, but I, I would say my picks are the Sixers and the Suns to reach it and ultimately for the Suns to win. There you go. I, I I like the Suns. I think they're just by and far the best team in the NBA this year. Um, mm -hmm. and I like, and I like their road, uh, to the finals. I mean, they're going to get in Dallas or Utah in the second round. Um, and I think they match up well there. And then, I mean, technically Minnesota leads Memphis who's the two seed. I, that'll be interesting to see who comes out on the other side of that bracket in the West between golden state, Denver, Memphis, and Minnesota. Uh, but I would I do, agree. Yeah. I'm, I really don't know who could come out of that. Um, but I think Phoenix wins regardless, uh, goes to the finals out of the East. I don't know. Yeah, like you said, it's really, really open. Um, uh, I may be lame, but I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going with mm. the Suns, Bucks, 
repeat from last year, and I'm saying the Suns do it. They beat the mm-hmm. Bucks. They avenge it. And that would be pretty sweet, you know. That that would that'd be a storyline in and of itself, and a, another opportunity for Giannis to show he deserves to be in this conversation of, uh, you know, either being the best player or ultimately down the road maybe uh, in that conversation to be one of the greats. You know, he won an MVP, he's won a uh, NBA title. Now, can he get back there again? I want I want a Nets Bucks second round. Yeah, that's what I that's mean, what I want. The Nets have a brutal; they have a gauntlet to get to the yeah. to the show. But you know, we'll see. They they got all the pieces. Kyrie Irving flipping off fans <laughs> in the audience. I mean, who knows? They they have two guys who are scoring machines. So to be determined. Yeah, most certainly. And I mean, the Suns are likable. I mean, they got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Aiton's really they are. good. I mean, I don't know if you can really hate the Suns because there's nothing really hateable about them. And shoot, I, I think the Grizzlies are, are really likable as well. Yeah. And, and yeah. they're a really underrated two seed. They're seen as being maybe too young to make a run. But I hope they can get their stuff together and, and you know, get over that hump of, of losing to Minnesota game one, which was a shock. Uh, but the next round, if they have to play Golden State, I, I I don't know if I can see them getting past them. But if they do, that would be a great story. And I'd love to see John Morant, you know, continue to build his legacy. I think it's a win-win regardless who comes out of that between Memphis and Minnesota. Because obviously Memphis is fun. They got Jaw. But you also got Anthony Edwards there in Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota's a – they're a young team and they, they have a lot of talent as well. Yeah. I And, you know, I just – there's there's – probably going to be some minnesota people listening to this podcast and there were a lot of minnesota people that went to nebraska mm. between the vikings and the t-wolves i'm good i'm good yeah. you know i i don't i don't want them to win i'm just going to be honest about it i i don't want them to win i didn't i didn't like the gophers minnesota gophers i don't i don't like minnesota you know <laughs> no i'm just kidding but uh <laughs> on a serious note i hope the grizzlies beat the wolves t-wolves <laughs> Well, the good thing about all the other Minnesota sports teams is that P.J. Fleck is not on the sidelines for them coaching those teams and wearing those flamboyant outfits. You know, I missed it. My headphones again. Okay. This is maybe, this maybe is I brutal. So maybe it wasn't meant to be. Well, yeah. I'll just find out what you said yep. when I listen to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep it at that. And I think that's a perfect way to end this intro for episode <laughs> five of season two of Athletes Unfiltered. We decided to welcome in Stanley Morgan, former Nebraska wide receiver, current Cincinnati Bengal, and broken a lot of records at Nebraska. Quite. Uh, a glorious guest we have with us today. Stanley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Stanley, I mean, uh, you and Adrian know each other quite well, of course, just uh, overlapping one year. Um, but, I mean, I think I kind of want to kick things off by just asking, how did you two meet and develop the chemistry you guys did right away? I, I want to hear the story. Well, what you say, man? I want to say we when you came on campus, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget... I was walking down the hall, like in the academic building type area. Um, and <laughs> this man saw me. He's like, you're walking like with your head held high. Like you must, you must have confidence. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I got confidence. You know, he's like, I like that. Keep doing that. I was like, all right, bet. You know, so from the moment I met him, you know, Stan did a great job of like infusing people with confidence, you know, whether it's receivers or his quarterbacks, you know, and, I think he knew I, I had a long road ahead of me, but um, right away, I mean, Stan, when I first saw him, I was like, this is the best receiver I've ever seen. 
I mean, I can say the same about you, bro. I mean, you always <laughs> walk with your, you know, your head held high, man. And I respect that about you. As a young cat, you know what I'm saying? You came in there ready, you know what I'm saying? You came in there ready to go. Came in there ready to lead the team, you know what I'm saying? Ready to lead the offense. So I, I had no choice but to respect that, man. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. And Stanley, what's interesting, too, about it is that obviously you were a senior when Adrian's a freshman coming in, and you've been through a lot of quarterbacks. At that point, Adrian was your third quarterback. Kind of what was the difference between those past uh, quarterbacks you had and then having Adrian your senior year? I kind of want to hear the comparison considering that you went through three different quarterbacks at your time in Nebraska. I mean, they all showed me uh, different things. I mean, I had Tommy. I was young. So, you know, I was in the same shoes as Adrian. I got, you know, when he got there and I was a senior. So I was real young, uh, playing it playing behind some guys so I mean he, he kind of taught me a lot you know what I'm saying showed me the way you know what I'm saying he kind of you know was a big brother I needed and then when the Tanner Lee got there I mean we already kind of knew each other from New Orleans so we had a chemistry we played against each other in high school I, I mean I knew how he was he was more like of a you know he just was a chill person you know off the field always wanted to study and stuff like that so he gave me that that uh just going about my days I mean my uh going about my receiver play as an adult, you know, just trying to put everything I can into my uh, craft. And then when Adrian came, he brought that, you know, that hip, that hip with me, you know, he, he, he made me feel like a young, a young receiver again. So, and I felt old around those cats cause I didn't really, <laughs> then it was, I was, you know, a little bit older. So he just brought that swag in me, you know, he helped me, helped me grow as a receiver as well. You know what I'm saying? Just being there with me. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Stanley, obviously, your senior year breaking all of those kinds of records. Uh, I mean, what went right that senior year, obviously, clicking with Adrian and uh, just adding on top of the records you already broke and then breaking some of your own. What went right that senior year? I feel like the the record didn't show. I think everything was 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 great there. I mean, I, we practiced well. We, we all gelled as a team. I felt like, you know, the record didn't really show. But I mean, that was a great season for me. I had I had a real good time that season, and it didn't really show because we didn't win. But mm. I, I learned a lot that season, especially with uh, Troy being there and all, and getting new coaching staff. Troy now, so I felt like everything happened for a reason. So I felt like yeah. Was- how, how is that, man? How's Coach Walters? I I haven't I haven't heard from him in a minute. You know, it's cool to see him that he, he came back up. Oh yeah, he's still you know he's still the same Walters. You know, saying yeah. <laughs> But when it's time to get serious, you get serious. He's a great coach. You know what I'm saying? You know how he come by this day. Yeah, absolutely. Any fun Troy Walters behind the scenes stories, whether when you, over in Cincinnati or back at Nebraska when you guys were all together? I'll tell one to I'll tell one to start. This man would wear like old school, like '80s headphones that like wrap around his head. <laughs> Troy, he's just an old soul, man. I mean, Troy, like it's it's really funny because. Well, uh, every day for lunch, Troy, uh, he skips the line. He's uh, He leaves walk through pretty early and fast. He go get food and bring him back to his kids and wife. And it's, we think that's just funny. But he's 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 just a, a good person. He's It's never a dull moment with him. Awesome. And I bet you're having fun with him now, just going to the Super Bowl with uh, Cincinnati there, Stanley. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and before we go to the NFL, I kind of want to talk about that 2018 year a little more because – you mentioned it a little well. The record didn't really indicate what that team was about. And, I mean, I look back at it now from a fan perspective. I'm like, how the hell did that team get only three wins? I think we had, well, we had, we had four. You can't – four? Maybe five even. I think it might have been five. You can't cheat us now. What, 2018? I really don't know, man. I just 
it's just sometimes when things just don't go your way, they're just not going your way. I mean, looking 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 forward into the NFL. I mean, my, I come into my rookie year, we didn't win what one game, one we did yeah. one game, and then we turn around and you know go to the Super Bowl. It's just time to gel and build with somebody. It's just you know what I'm saying it takes time to build a team like that to you know get a winning season. So it was so much spread out that. I felt like we had a lot of guys coming in and a lot of guys going that would have gelled well together if they would have had different times on with them. Hmm. That 2018 season, four and eight for you guys for Nebraska. Um, that was the record. And I mean, so Stanley, I kind of guess we want to talk more about the NFL and um, take us through the draft process um, because you went undrafted and we talked with Luke Gifford about that process and the different teams that interested him can you kind of take us from your perspective what with how did you go through that process of figuring out what team you wanted to go to uh well i just got the call probably the last day of the of the draft you know uh kozak called me and uh it was a no-brainer for me i was like uh yeah i mean obviously yeah i'm gonna say yeah <laughs> i'm not getting picked anyway so it was kind of like a no-brainer for me you know he went to nebraska it was like maybe a good little fit for me and turned out well that's that's crazy though to me, you know, because you you had nothing but success mm-hmm. at Nebraska. Like, why why do you think you went undrafted? I mean, I'm I think it's bullshit. You know, I, I I to this day, you know, I've been around a lot of dudes, and I feel like I know what it looks like. And I mean, shoot, you got a contract extension, so they obviously feel like you're that dude who could play at that level. So, what do you think contributed to that? I really don't know, but it's probably probably just I feel like going into my senior year, they probably want to see me more more of a winning winning you know what I'm saying just getting more win with my belt maybe I yeah I, I, it's, biggest thing probably yeah which is tough you know I feel like that's definitely you know guys who aren't on winning teams get underlooked for sure oh and I and I felt like that still didn't you know what I'm saying I felt like I still should have got drafted for sure but I mean it, it worked out for me you know what I'm saying it, it did yeah or hungrier bro I was, you know I I just working extra yeah <laughs> yeah, I do know. But, but so yeah, Stanley, you mentioned it right there. Going into your first like rookie camp uh, after being signed with the Bengals, did you have a little chip on your shoulder, being like, "Hey, I went undrafted, but I know I'm good enough." Was there kind of that little mentality there? Oh yeah, I, I, I got a chip on my shoulder every day. I walk out my house, you know. what I'm saying it's it's the way I was brought up, though. You know, I'm from New Orleans, so it's hard to make it out of here. So you know, I always keep that chip on my shoulder. It's not a bad thing to have. No. Mm. And you head into your – now, kind of take us through that rookie camp. Um, Luke told us a little bit as well, but I want to hear from your perspective of – he told us there are some uh, funny stories that they make the rookies do. What what was your rookie experience, Stanley? My Well, my rookie experience wasn't that bad. I mean, we was, I had I had a good uh, receiver group ahead of my ahead of me. You know, A.J. was still there, and A.J. pretty laid back. You know, had Tyler Boy and all those guys. But I think mm-hmm. we do like a, uh, like a uh, singing thing. Time, so I had to sing probably something like that, but not too many embarrassing stories, you know. <laughs> That's good something to hear, slight. right? Some slight. I was, I was, just, hey, some slight. Now, wh- which song did you have to sing? I forget what song it was. Probably was like an Usher song or something like that. Something embarrassing. <laughs> how, how did I know you were gonna say Usher? I was gonna say right. something. My yeah. microphone cut out before I could say something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't ask you to sing anything here, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will ask, too, is about let's uh, explore a little bit about your time at Cincinnati after 
uh, rookie year and whatnot. How did you get accustomed to the city? Because Cincinnati, I've heard, is not for everybody. So, I mean, how did you get accumulated to that? I stayed I stay five minutes from the stadium, so I didn't really mm-hmm. have to go out too much and do yeah. anything. And, and, and you work, you know what I'm saying? We in the stadium from like six to, I want to say six. You, you really don't have no time to get out and see too much during the season, you know, but in the off season and being there for three years, you, you know what I'm saying? It, it comes around, it gets better, but I like it. It's pretty, it's pretty nice place. It's really, really nice. Mm. Any, any hint secrets about Cincinnati that the uh, people outside wouldn't know? Hmm. Got a lot of hills and I didn't know that. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that either. Yes. It's like <laughs> going to Cincinnati. Once you get into the city, it's like you go, like a lot of down a lot of hills because that's it's kind of like a valley ish, like a little bowl or something like that. Hmm. Right across the bridge is uh, Kentucky, so like Kentucky is like two minutes away from Cincinnati. I didn't know that either. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of curious your experience with uh, with AJ Green because he's he's a vet and there was a stretch there where he was one of the best receivers in the game. What are some of the things he was able to teach you? Man, just everything, bro. Like just just. Just his presence, bro. With a guy like that, when he speaks, he didn't, you know, he was laid back. He really didn't talk too much to to us. But when he did, you you listen. You, you know what I'm saying? You pay attention, you know, just about running routes, you know, slant routes, the little things. I mean, just seeing him at practice, you know what I'm saying? Just talking it up with him. And just it's crazy because you – I'm a guy I used to – I'm young, you know what I'm saying? So I used to watch this guy before I went to, yeah. you know, any game. You know, I used to watch his highlights before anything. So it's crazy to be in the same room with him. And he's talking to me like, you know what I'm saying, you're a normal cat, you know. So that was yeah. that was the best thing I'll say. Let's say yeah, did he that's dope. Did yeah. he help you with anything in terms of like being a professional, I guess? Because some guys obviously in college you're in, you're balancing school along with football. Now you're in the NFL, it's just football and obviously you have family as well. But how was there anyone that really was a mentor for you in terms of handling the professional side of the game? I would have to say it'll probably be mostly my my special teams guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I play mostly special teams in the league, and I, that's how I made my name for myself. And throughout the years, I get more and more reps on receivers. So it had to be a lot of my gunners, you know what I'm saying? Just, hmm. just, and and Eric uh, Alex Everson, and just doing what I, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do, you know, just helping me out that way, you know what I'm saying? Not too much talking in the league, you know what I'm saying? You just gotta go about your day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying once you make it to that point. You, you know, and you kind of know what it is, and it, it, yeah, it's a job. I mean, shoot, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. We we there, we we giggle around and have fun in the locker room, but when it's time to go to work, we at work. Yes, sir. Yeah, without a doubt. How uh, how's playing with Joe Burrow and playing with you know NFL type quarterbacks? I'm kind of curious from my perspective, um, what some of the differences are and like what steps they take to get to the next level. It. It's con- being there, bro. That's what mm-hmm. I was every day being that same guy, no matter in the ups and downs, you know what I'm saying? No matter what, you know what I'm saying? You got to be that same leader every day. And he, he brings, mm-hmm. I can see it when he walked in the room, you know, he was kind of like you, you know what I'm saying? Walk quarterbacks, they walk with their head held high, you know what I'm saying? It's a difference when you see a quarterback, you know, they, they there to lead the team. And so when you see that in the quarterback, you know, he got it. I, I say that's really what it is with him when you come in the mm-hmm. locker. He's locked in. Everybody can see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And sure. does and he really does he embrace that kind of lead by example? Because he's not very talkative, is he? Nah, nah. He don't really talk too much. He's just sitting, you know, in his when he's talking, though, he's 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 ready, but he don't really talk <laughs> too much. 
all about just getting guys going, you know what I'm saying, almost like a coach on the field, you know, just making sure we know we have to do, you know what I'm saying, just coaching us out every day, you know what I'm saying. Even if he see you in a uh, in a lunchroom, you know, he might tell you about a route you ran kind of wrong and he wants you to fix it, you know what I'm saying. He's that type of guy. Mm. Mm. Any funny Joey B stories behind the scenes that no one no one knows? I don't know. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> Um, and Stanley, obviously you mentioned that obviously you made your mark doing special teams, um, after, was that kind of adjustment going from star receiver at Nebraska to special teams on Cincinnati, again, accustomed to your role while then trying to carve a, a piece out of the wide receiver room later on? Oh yeah, man. That was, I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? Like as a, as a special team guy, you, you and playing receiver my whole life, I had to learn how to tackle. So yeah. Man, and I'll tell you right now, I, I learn how to tackle when I make tackles in the game. So every time I make a tackle, <laughs> I know getting better and better at it and just making myself getting different positions, you know. And the game is slowed down for me a little bit going into my third, I mean, my fourth year now. So it's it's pretty easy. You know, I can think it through when I'm making tackles and things. But that's, that's, that was the biggest thing, just learning how to tackle, man. Hmm. Yeah, I, and that and that's what transitioned you into getting that contract extension. How, how pumped about that are you, man? I mean, I couldn't be more excited for you. Yeah, man, it, hard work pays off, and it's, I'm very excited about that, man. And you know, it's just God just blessed me. You know, I'm just blessed to be giving it blessing back to Him on the field. You know, just making myself work even harder, bro. You know how I am. I'm yeah, excited about that contract, man. Is you know I can take care of my family a little bit. You know. Yeah, you deserve it, really do. Thank you, brother. Now, I'm curious about this, Stanley, is that I heard about this thing called Cincinnati Chili, Mm. and it's chili with basically in spaghetti. Yeah. Now, how big of a thing is that? It's big in Cincinnati, but it has chocolate in it, I believe, and I don't eat chocolate, bro. I I never had chocolate a day in my life, and I never had the chili a day in my life either. (laughs) You don't need it. (laughs) Overrated. Yeah. You better not tell that to a Cincinnati person. They'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? Uh, you remember Matt Sichterman? I don't know if you remember yeah. who that is uh, O lineman, but he uh, from, right? he's from Cincinnati, and I, I think I don't know who we were playing. We I think we might have been playing Ohio State or someone like that. And I'll never forget we didn't like like whatever was ordered in, like catered in, and he got some like Cincinnati chili something. <laughs> and Dave was like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> he's like, it's Skyline Chili, something like that. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might say that. <laughs> Amen. So you're saying that of all the years in Nebraska, you never tried chili and cinnamon rolls? No. Never. I didn't either. I didn't either. I, unbelievable. No, no I, I probably never will. Probably yeah. never will. Yeah. It's not as bad as you guys think. It actually goes decently well together. I used to be a water hole. <laughs> okay, yeah. Water hole's all right. It was all right. I like it a lot. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, Stanley, uh, going on, let's talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. That obviously is very cool to be a part of. And actually, let's just talk about the playoff journey altogether. Um get by the wild card round wild um, and just continue on to the Super Bowl. I mean, what's it like just being part of a Super Bowl run like that? I mean, just all the pandemonium around it and just going all through those playoff games. It was the, I will say it's one of the best moments of my life. Maybe the best moment of my life, getting to the Super Bowl and planning it. 
it was surreal, bro. It's just amazing, bro. Just seeing all the fans, seeing every superstar you can think of, and just being out there and playing. I felt like I was floating on a on a cloud, bro. Just hmm. a blast. I didn't get tired, man. It was it was good on good. Everybody was out there competing. It was the best feeling in the world, bro. To be honest, yeah. I will say yeah. that. Still living. Yeah. I'm still living in it, bro. Like I. Yeah. I <laughs> Hey, y'all got the team, man. It's not going to be easy, but you got you got the pieces. For sure, for sure. It's, it takes a lot of hard work. I will say that's a long season. It takes a lot of hard work, but it's 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 worth it. It's worth it, man. It's worth it. Mm. Take us through that Super Bowl week. Uh, if you can remember day by day, that'd be awesome. I mean, just kind of take us through that experience. So you get there, uh, you fly in, and uh, like I want to say, we flew in like a week before because we had to practice. Get there. Uh, you get to the hotel. You, you can't you can't leave nowhere without your land. You, you know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta keep that on. You got a little curfew and everything. But just being around that, we stayed at U, uh, U UCLA campus. It was amazing. Got to use their facility. Their facility is dope. I mean, really dope. You get to practice in sunny weather, nice cloud. I mean, nice uh, mountains and everything. It was great. Just being out there, all the publicity and everything. You had a lot yeah. of camp. It's like being a superstar. How how uh, how often you been out to LA? Uh, I used to go out there a lot when I was training because I stayed in uh, Thousand Oaks Way, Calabasas, when I trained uh, for the combine. So yeah, you've been out there, and SoFi, SoFi just looks so cool. Oh yeah, man. I was out there in the valley too, man. It's nice out there. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. Any uh, fun Super Bowl stories? Hmm. Fun Super Bowl stories. PG stories, PG stories, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not those. <laughs> I mean, seeing The Rock, bro, because I'm I'm the Rock fan, I ain't going to lie. So I got to saw The Rock. How how big is he? Is he, like, really that big? That's what blew my mind. He's really big, bro. Like, he's yeah. like he was bigger than most of the people on the field with they passing on, bro. I kind of forgot he did the opening. He was like, uh, it was like WWE type type style. You know what I mean? Sure. I was like, but I get to see him, so that was pretty cool. I wish I could, I wish I could have saw Shaq because I love Shaq too. Did you see uh, like Eminem, Snoop Dogg, all those dudes who did the halftime show? I will say, I will say, I'm gonna tell you a funny story right now. So we in the back, we can't hear none of this. We can hear it, but we didn't see none of the super. I mean, none of the halftime show. But on yeah. the one. It was my boy, uh, Money Mac. Yeah, the kicker. He kind of caught some flack for that. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I mean, what he kicks? What I mean, what you do? <laughs> he does his job. That's all. That's all that matters. I thought that was really funny because I didn't see it until after the game. I'm like, bro. I looked. I said, bro. Did you watch? Did you watch the Super Bowl uh, halftime show? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's funny as shit. Yeah, I I met that guy. Uh, we went to the All American game together, so we we just play a lot of ping pong. Good dude, and I mean. Oh, yeah. Ice cold too. Good dude. He's pretty chill. He just walks around, just be about his day. Pretty cool. Yeah. Different kickers are a different breed. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but say, yeah, they must be. I mean, you had Evan McPherson on your team, Stanley. I mean, how much of a different breed was he? You see it. He's good though. Yeah, he's a stud. Um, I got some questions for you, Stan. Uh who was the toughest player or the best player you played against in college and then in the NFL? Hmm. In college, I would have to say Lattimore. Mm. He's pre- he was pretty patient. He was pretty smart. I was young when I played when we went out to Ohio State. It was a big yeah. game. 
but uh, he was he was pretty good. He was really really good, really patient. You know, I think he was really good. And and uh, and the NFL. Hmm. What I say in the NFL? I say uh, Jalen. One of my rookie years when we played them in uh, L.A. You know, he's pretty strong. Yeah. Long arms. I didn't know that about him. Yeah, yeah. Is it you could tell the difference like those dudes? Is it their technique? It's just on a different yeah. level. It's just on a different level. You know, everybody's the best of the best of their college playing. In yeah. Like every rep is, you know, you can't take no rep off, you know. So that's mm. the biggest thing. Just you can't take no rep off and you always got to be ready. And it's just you got to use this too. You got to be really smart. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, saving obviously NFL, college, different game. Is there some metaphor you can use in terms of the difference in difficulty from college to NFL? Uh, everybody is hitting very hard. <laughs> I see that on, on TV. Like, you can hear it. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I will say that. So you got you to gotta just tap into your grown man's strength every game. <laughs> you got to breed out there because it's either uh, get hit or be hit. You know, you got you to gotta get back up. You know, so I will say that's the big, biggest thing. Fast, real fast, but it slows down just like college. You know, every 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 step has its you know fast point, then it slows back down for you. Yeah, yeah. Let's say, how fast was it when you first uh, began playing rookie year? Oh, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's really fast. You got to think. You know what I'm saying on the, on the money. So that's when practicing everything becomes, you know, really really special to you. I'm saying you got to work your craft at practice. You don't really have too many practices out the week. You know, you're an NFL. Mm. Week to week, 17 weeks now. I mean, 18 weeks now, so that's a tough job. How's that? The, the practice schedule is a little bit different now, too, right? You guys, do you guys ever have full padded practice? Uh, no. Only in the training camp a lot and yeah. Thursday. Thursdays is our full pad day. <laughs> we have full pads mm-hmm. on Thursdays, so it's pretty chill. But you're doing the same running, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like being around uh, those guys on your roster? I mean, you got Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. I mean, you got dudes on dudes on that team that are oh, yeah. legit. And all these guys work. That's the best part about being around these guys. You know, they don't they, – they're not there just, you know, missing practice or just being a superstar or anything like that. These guys put in the work just like everybody else. You know, I will say that about these guys. These guys are, are really – talented athletes that put in the work every day and it's it's really good to see you know it's it's almost like you can't lack off around these guys you know what i'm saying you got great guys mm-hmm. around it's a great locker room you know what i'm saying great environment you know we poke fun all the time have a good time but when we go to work we go to work yeah absolutely one of it's one of the best teams i've ever been on man i will say that mm-hmm. and i mean not only with one of the best teams, also played against a lot of the big team, best teams, Rams, obviously Chiefs and the AFC title game. I'm a little more curious about the Chiefs um, and just playing against them as a whole. I mean, just watching them field side. I mean, are they different, especially with the offense and Patrick Mahomes and oh, yeah. Tyreek Hill? Yeah, you got to play these guys to the end, as you can see. I mean, these guys have weapons all around the field. You know, you know, just it's one of those teams you can't lack off. You don't know what to expect from this team, you know what I'm saying? They'll probably throw a trick play in or anything like that. These guys, I would say the Chiefs, they, they got a great team. Yeah, and I mean, then you're in Arrowhead, in in the cold. I mean, what, what, how was that atmosphere? 
Oh, it was great. It wasn't even that cold that day either. It was great. <laughs> to win, to win, and then to celebrate on a field. I mean, that was a great, yeah. great. And then the plane ride home was amazing too. I mean, everybody had a great time. You know, just to know we going to the Super Bowl the next couple of weeks was surreal, man. I mean. <laughs> We played in some damn cold games at Nebraska. It, so, we, we, you know about that. <laughs> cold as hell. <laughs> you say the Michigan State game? Yes. Yeah. Hey, we, we won 9-6. That's probably one of my favorite games. Mine too. It was brutal. Yes, it was a great game. Bro. And then it was on my senior night, so I had a, I had a blast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I had fortunately left the stadium and watched the rest of the game while ordered pizza and stayed indoors. <laughs> That's weak. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> now, Stanley, too, I'm curious about now being able to play all these other teams in the NFL. Which was the most intimidating stadium atmosphere for a game you've ever been a part of in the NFL? Before you even answer that, I, I want to know, do you think the – because I've heard, like, I think Peyton Manning said this, but – in the NFL, like the crowds don't get as loud, no, like he's no, in college. Like college, no, no, no. But it does get it does get loud different places. Like I would say, Baltimore is pretty loud. Cleveland is pretty loud. Oh, uh, Pittsburgh is pretty loud too. But you know, when you lock, you know, you can't really. It's, it 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 fuels you more than anything else. You know, you just kind of use it to your advantage. You know, you don't have too many bands out there playing music and nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll say the the fans do say a lot of mean things though. Live. Yeah, because you're a professional now. There's no like yeah. people feeling bad, like the, nah. the kids. No, <laughs> yeah. it's it's just free game. Mm. Yeah, it's terrible what they say sometimes. Yeah, we'll say that. You, do, do guys say anything back ever, or is it just like you just got to block it out? You got to block it out, but they can say some stuff that might make you turn around one time. Or yeah. Two. Did you see you see Kyrie Irving uh, last night? No, nah, I didn't. He, he was flipping off like people in the crowd while That's playing the game at Boston. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I probably can feel what he's going. I, I probably can feel what 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 he's going through. They be yeah. saying harsh things. Hmm. And I mean, I'd be also curious too about this, Stanley. Is what's the best non-teammate interaction you've had with someone else? I'm not sure, bro. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. Like. uh Running into dudes you knew from from Louisiana, or maybe even former Husker teammates. Have you done any jersey exchanges? I'm sure after the games. Yeah, I done with uh, I would say Leonard Fournette before. That's my good friend. I did it with Nick, uh, Seaton, of course. Yeah. Let me think about that because I run into a lot of people. I, I, I will say this: I just ran into my uh, high school quarterback. Uh, not hmm. too. I really respect this guy. I really love this guy. A great guy, you know what I'm saying? So I will say that. That was probably – and I was. it was good to see him too because I haven't seen him in a long time, and that's when I kind of got my love for the football, you know what I'm saying, love for football, and it was with him. So I would say that was that was a good moment for me right there. You know, we, we got to chop it up a little bit. So I would say that. Yeah. yeah. It's good to see a lot of old guys, you know what I'm saying, when you, where you started from, you know. Yeah, without a doubt. Perspective gives you a good perspective on where you're at now. Because, I mean, shoot, you, you've you accomplished a lot already. I know you got more on the docket, but um, you, you've been – you've done a lot. You know you're making former teammates proud. You know, I always say it. I always will, but stay in the man. I had it. Guy had it from the jump. All right, man. I appreciate that, my dog. Yes, sir. 
I guess, Stanley, to finish it off, do you think, looking back, when you first started playing football, do you ever imagine you'd be in the spot you would be right now? Hmm. You never really do, man. You just be working so hard, you don't you don't really want to look into the future, you know. So I always mm-hmm. had a that I would I would do something special, but you know what I'm saying? Just just keep working and 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 knowing that I'm pushing for something great. I mean, that's what I do all the time. I didn't I don't really look down the line too much. I just live in the present, you know what I'm saying? Just being me and just living in the moment, man, and just gotta live it out. Well, we're gonna be cheering for you when uh put on uh the Bengals jersey here this upcoming season, Stanley. Better. Yeah, yeah. Hey, appreciate you, Stan. Thanks for hopping on. Alrighty, man. Adrian, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, got you. All right, now y'all have a good time. Thank you so much, Stanley, for joining us on this episode of Athletes Unfiltered. That was Stanley Morgan, former Nebraska wide receiver and current Cincinnati Bengals. That's going to wrap things up on this edition of Athletes Unfiltered. Make sure to follow Stanley on Twitter at the Kid Stan, but also give us a follow as well at ATH Unfiltered on both Twitter and Instagram, as well as Adrian at Martinez the QB and myself at X on Sports. And if you haven't caught up on Athletes Unfiltered, make sure to go check out all those episodes available wherever you can find your podcast. Remember, this isn't just another press conference. This is Athletes Unfiltered. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.